3: He's just off of 225 and Colfax, just really east of where we are here at the station. So appreciate Ken joining us. Uh, Charlie Grimes, our engineer, and Larry Unger uh, answering phones for us as well. Okay, I've got a couple of comments I want to make following up on Craig a moment ago. But we got calls. We got lines open, by the way. 303 477 5600. First one is from Scott. Scott, welcome. How are you, sir?
4: Hey, good morning, John. I got a question for you about some motor oil. I got a 2012 fleet vehicle it's a it's got a six seven ford uh it's an f550 and uh the auto parts store down here the napa store that's closed the only oil they had i I run the 540 in that fleet vehicle it's for severe duty okay and they just had the valvoline full synthetic european vehicle can i use that will that meet the specs for that six seven ford
3: You'd have to look at the bottle and see what's on the spec. I don't think the Euro spec will meet that, I don't believe. I'd have to, to double-check that, but I don't believe it will.
4: Yeah, that's why what, against, checking,
3: I... What year again, Scott? I didn't ask.
4: It's a, it's a 2012 6.7 liter diesel.
3: Yeah, I don't think in that case it will.
4: Okay. Yeah, I'll probably... I'll have to go down the road and get some other stuff. So they didn't have
3: any, like, Rotella, anything like that in stock?
4: Usually I run the Mobile One, and then I was talking to the guy the other day, and they had this stuff, the Valvoline stuff, and he thought it would be okay. But then when I got the bottle here and I started reading it, you know, it just doesn't have the spec like the Mobile One does the, the, uh, what do you call it, the CJ4 and CI4+. Right, right, yeah, that's that's
3: exactly what you need. Yeah, that's what you need. If it doesn't have that, and I don't think the Euro, I mean, the Euro oil is a good oil, but it's designed for a different type of diesel and even emissions on that diesel engine from the Euro side than what we have. That's why they've got their own specific oil.
4: Yeah, because it says the guy it says gas and diesel engines on here, but it's it's basically for BMW and Porsche and right and, and uh,
3: Volkswagen and right.
4: Yeah, I'll just have to get the other. Yeah, I I, I I don't I
3: I would not personally use that. I would right. try to find either your Mobile One or some Rotella T, you know, something along those lines. If it were me, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I would double check. I mean, I you know, I the Delo. I mean, all, by the way, all all those all those brands are fine. Rotella, even the top of the line, you know, the Valvoline or the Mobile One or the the Delo, the Chevron brand. I mean, all those are great oils.
5: Yeah. Now, is is that one taking the ten thirty? But you said you said you're running the the five forty.
4: Yeah, in the in the you know, in the owner's man, it says for severe duty, you get oh, a lot okay. of idle time.
1: Oh and sure. It, you
4: know, for the temperature and stuff, it says five forty. Okay. Compare. It says five thirty or or five forty, or they got a zero. What is it? Yeah, the five forty would be fine. Too, but, yeah. But we've been using the five forty, so okay. Yeah. Well, that explains that. So I think. I I don't know why I'm
3: I'm I'm shocked that the local Napa does not have a you know Rotella T6 five forty in stock. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a very yeah, popular they're, oil.
4: They're yeah, they get pretty hammered down here at that. We don't actually have a Napa in Platteville. They have um, one in Millican that's close, but they get they get pretty they get a lot of business there. Okay, and uh, that's probably why they probably just can't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> like what does your does your um
3: do, do you buy from co-op or anything, Scott?
6: Oh,
4: there there's not one close. There's one in Greeley. We have an Agfinity over that. Yeah, way.
3: Agfinity's so, got oil but, for that truck as well. Yeah.
4: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember That's the brand that run. they're
3: carrying, but they're they're I, we, I buy from them. They've they've got good products. I have no complaints with them at all. I'm a Agfinity customer. Get my fuel yeah. and everything from okay. them. They've got good stuff.
5: Nice, cool. Okay, so they're good people.
3: Good. So if they don't, if yeah. Napa doesn't, I, I would go over there and see what they've got. They, they will they will most likely have something that will fit. Yeah. Okay. All righty. And I've ran their oil in the past. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's good stuff. Okay. All right, John. Well, thank you. You're very welcome, Scott. Yeah. Thanks for, very much for the phone that call. I did. appreciate it. All right. Uh, back to, real quick, just kind of the following up on that you know, electric vehicle you know, end of things that we were talking to with Craig there at the top of the hour. Uh, you know, I, I, Some of the pushback in all of this, and I believe there will be, depending upon how they, how they bring this out and how the consumer base receives it. And, and I want to be you know, careful in how I say this, and I think really even comes down to us here in the media on radio, what we do in regards to this. And here's what I mean by this. We've seen this situation with COVID. And unfortunately, when people believe something, facts don't matter. I mean that sincerely. When you get a belief in something— you can believe it so much that you don't even want to look at what the facts are right. and whether those facts actually contradict what your belief is. I've talked about this a ton during the week. I don't want to get you know political on this show, but I'll real quick throw in the mask thing. I've done enough studies, read enough studies, not done studies, but read enough studies on the actual factual what happens with people that wear masks, how the masks are used, how they're worn. And the reality is they're about as ineffective as anything out there. It's a big feel-good measure is all it is. But— The news media and even the political, you know, wherewithal that's out there have got people into believing that if you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. (laughs) Nothing could be farther from the truth, by the way. I'm living proof of that. But yet, the belief is masks are going to save me. A mask's not going to save you. Sorry, just isn't going to. Piece of cloth between you and the virus is not going to save you. Sorry, just isn't. There's too many areas where it can enter your body through your eyes and other things. And people dink with their masks. Don't don't get me started. So (laughs) the belief, though, my point is this: the belief is. Mass will save me. If you can come out with factual data that says no, they won't, people still believe that, yes, they will save me. This whole vaccine thing or gene therapy, whole other deal where people believe it, whether it's true or not, doesn't even make any difference. Well, I, the thing that I think we have to be careful of in the electric world is not believing too much of the propaganda right. that gets shoved down from the top saying, yeah, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Do they work? Great. I'm living proof and driving one that, yes, they do. But they have their limitations and they have things where the average everyday user has a barrier to using said product. And unless we, we, me, us here at Drive Radio and others like me, give the facts on how this is on the front side so that that propaganda and the belief doesn't change. Because if people believe enough in electric cars, yes, they will take over the world. Sure. If we don't believe in them enough. Then they won't. They will be rejected. The free market wins, and you'll be driving something else. That's how I think things should work in the first place. And if it's a better mousetrap, great. I'm all for it. Yeah. But it has to be a better mousetrap. And in a lot of cases, it's not.
5: Yeah. Electric has its own area where it's it's it can dominate, but it's not the whole market. There's no way. Right. I mean, and it's not going to cure every problem out there with energy. It's, it's just no, it, it no. Can't. In fact, it may create it, others. Right, exactly. Yeah, the, I mean, the like we were talking, the the grid is already cracked. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. Agree. Yeah, so uh, so,
3: and Ken brings up a great point. And and for every pro, there's a con. We put enough electric vehicles on the road. We start like I said earlier. My bolt uses almost as much as what an average family does with electricity. In a month's time, I'm doing the same thing with my electric vehicle. So we start multiplying that out over time. And how much more are we stressing the grid that's already overstressed in a lot of areas? And again, folks, most people have not gone through, thought through the math. They think there's some magic, you know, electric machine out there that just generates electricity out of the socket. And they don't think about what has to go into that to make that happen on the front side. And yet we've got gasoline, diesel engines that literally, we've got the infrastructure, everything works. We've got these things working highly efficiently. There's very little pollution coming out of the exhaust pipe. Uh, in general on, on all modern vehicles. At the end of the day, we really have, in my opinion, one of the best sources of power to go from A to B we've ever had in the history of right. mankind.
5: Yeah, most efficient, well, yeah. They all, work. All the way around. Yeah. And they're safe, by but the viable. way. Reliable, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: they're, They work, and, and so yeah. to screw that up, just because we have a belief that we're going to somehow save the planet, I, I think that's pie-in-the-sky thinking. So we'll come back, we'll talk in a moment, don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
7: Start the new year right by taking advantage of Gino's Napa Legend and AAA Premium Battery Sale. Did you know car batteries typically last just three to five years? There is no reason to get stuck with a bad battery when you can stop in at Gino's for a free battery check. And while you're there, you can take advantage of Gino's free multi-point inspection. We'll evaluate your vehicle, looking at your fluid levels, belts, hoses, and filters. Geno's is also having a sale on genuine NAPA starters and alternators. We are big believers in catching problems before they start, which is why we do our best to make your life easier by offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't miss a beat this year. Geno's is continuing to service Larry's Automotive customers through NAPA Auto Care, warranting any work you may have had done before Larry's closed. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We're AAA approved and located at Bulls and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at Chinosautoservice.com. That's Chinos with a J.
0: Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance oil change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else—peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of
8: mind is a change worth making. BG KLZ's personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beg Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10 percent of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303 806 8886
3: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Charlie Grimes, and Larry Anger. Real quick, I want to add this before we take Lynn and Littleton. I have said this 20 years ago. I've yet to have a single – I had a couple of challengers that tried but couldn't prove that I was wrong because I'm not. I said back 20-some years ago when the Priuses first started to become popular that if you were buying a Prius to save the planet, you're an idiot because you're not. I even used the example back then. If you were driving a big old Ford LTD with a 460 getting 10 miles to the gallon, you could drive that thing from here to eternity and back, the rest of its life, <laughs> and not use the amount of oil it was taking just to produce certain parts of the Prius, not counting the entire thing with the dealer network and everything else that went into it. So, my point is this if anyone out there thinks they're going to buy any new car, any new car, any new car, yeah. and save the planet, you're an utter moron. Because you're not. If you look at just what it takes to produce that vehicle and what goes into it, thinking you're going to somehow save the planet by buying a new car, you are totally and utterly a fool, period. And no one yet has ever proven me wrong, and you won't be able to now. Because if you look at the amount of oil it takes and energy and everything that goes into building any new car, you can drive what you've got for the rest of your human life and not exceed what it takes to put into that new car. One vehicle. Period. I challenge you. Anyone wants to prove me wrong, go for it. Lyndon Littleton, you're next. How are you? Good.
9: Calling for the uh, uh, couple callers ago about the uh, uh, engine oil for his gas uh, Ford truck.
3: It, it, diesel. 6.7 diesel.
9: Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Um, I I thought he had said a two seven. No, uh, no,
3: no. Six know, seven no, Ford five fifty F five fifty diesel. Yeah.
9: Okay, well, since I'm on the line, for those guys that drive gas trucks, Rotella came out with a new oil. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's it's a Rotella gas truck, extreme protection for hauling and towing, full synthetic, um, comes in 530 and uh, 520, and it's an Mm -hmm. all-mileage oil. Right. So whether it's low mileage, high mileage. Right. And... uh, Napa does carry it, but it's extremely expensive at Napa. I get it at Walmart. It's twenty dollars and ninety-seven cents for a five-quart bottle. Full synthetic. Okay. So for those guys that tow or uh, like me, or in a truck idling a lot and stuff, uh, this has been great stuff.
3: Good. Okay. Good advice. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Buck and Cheyenne. Who's next? Buck, you're you're up. So what's going on, Buck?
10: Oh, I mean, you uh, seem to be pretty proud of your uh, Chevy
2: Volt.
3: Oh, and you know, I don't I, know if proud's I, the word, Buck. I mean, it, it's a great vehicle. <laughs> it works well. You know, I do enjoy driving it. I mean, the, the, the pickup on the vehicle, I mean, its its ability to go from, you know, 0 to 60 and, you know, driving it around town. And for what I use it for, it works absolutely fantastic. I mean, I can't say anything, you know, bad about it. Although, if you're buying that car thinking you're saving the planet, you're, again, I'll say it again, you're a fool.
10: No, I I have no qualms with that. I just wondered if you had ever uh, mathematically figured out whether driving that, when you include, and you would have to speculate on battery placement or or things of that sort, whether that is more economically overall to drive or if you had a fossil fuel powered vehicle. I I would guess it's equal.
3: I figured out kind of my per mile, you know, cost buck versus driving a similar vehicle that would get around 35 miles to the gallon. I did the math the other day and I'm spending about half on electricity what I would if I was putting gas at 250 a gallon. I did it at the 250 price knowing that things are probably going to be settling around there in the not too distant future. So, if you figure 250 a gallon, I did 35 mi- 35 gallons or th- sorry, 35 miles to the gallon, I figured I'm saving about half using electricity versus gas. But to your point, the thing that everybody would have to factor back in on that on the electric side is at some point, you know, those batteries are not going to last forever. Now, in my world, I'm not going to own it forever. I'll drive it two or three years, do my testing on it, unload it, and, you know, do something else. So I'll never go through the battery replacement end of things. But if somebody were looking at it long term, yes, to your point, you'd have to factor that back in. And by the time you factor that back in... um, you know, it's probably a wash, you know, because on the mechanical engine, you've got oil changes and there's more maintenance and some things that you're doing there, so you'd have to factor that back in. I would guess, though, Buck, all in all, and I don't, I'm don't, i sure there's guys out there that have done it, the thing I would question is did they do it correctly, but I would bet if you ran down it and did all the math and figured in battery replacement and so on, it's a wash.
10: Okay, that's kind of what I would expect. Uh, in
3: fact, it might even be with battery replacement a little higher on the gasoline, you know, on the on the electric side versus gasoline,
5: yeah, hard and some of those are unknowns because well, you know the problem
3: you've got right now in a, in today's you know on a today's Chevy Bolt, what is my battery battery replacement going to be like at you know 150,000 miles? No one knows that price yeah, yet.
5: Right? Is it going to be five years or ten years or how long is most it of be them are going around? at
3: least 100k? In fact, most of the electric vehicles on the road are going at least. 100k so that's the plus side but you know I will say this on the Prius for example used to be a battery pack on those was around 5 grand or so you can find some rejuvenated you know re- remanufactured battery packs and guys out there doing them that can get that installed for a third of that now so that you know the aftermarket has has yeah. helped in that and has it's come way down uh, it, to me buck it really just comes down to lifestyle choices Mm -hmm. If you like the pickup, the get up and go, you know, the ability to do things with that electric car that you maybe wouldn't do with a gasoline car. You know, in fact, I never go to the gas station. I plug in at night. I'm never dinking around at the station. You know, those sorts of things. If, If that's just you and you can do it and it's your lifestyle, you know, knock your socks off. In my world, that's not my only vehicle. So it works great. If it was my only vehicle, it wouldn't be. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say it that way. If yeah. that was
3: the only vehicle I had to drive, it wouldn't be that car.
5: Yeah, right, because you want to go something there' Because I oh, want
3: something I can hop in and go 500, 500. miles if I need right. to. Right, exactly. Uh,
5: the, okay,
10: well, that pretty much answered my question. I, I about anticipated your answer. Uh, w- one of the things I really called you about, you've got a fleet and got some diesels. Yes. uh. You mentioned battery. I think it's funny. You mentioned battery replacement at 100000 That's about when I buy a car is when it gets 100000 So Perfect. I, uh, Another, and, by the way, in today's world,
3: nothing wrong with that. In most cases, right. that's a third yeah. used up.
5: Yeah,
3: a third. Yeah. 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 So you're I'm, good.
10: Well, I've got a 95 Ford diesel 7.3, and uh, I'm starting to get a exhaust leak, and I'm wondering if it's that pedestal thing that they had back then you can buy replacements that block that off and the other thing is while I was kind of looking into this before I tore into it uh, in Cheyenne we're at 6,000 occasionally get down towards Denver but uh, I was wondering I see they have new uh, inducers I believe it's the intake side wheels that you can put in the turbo Mm -hmm. and increase your flow and was curious if you knew anything about them, how they worked. And I've got a, about 190,000 on it, whether I'd be better off replacing the complete turbo.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
10: And, uh, yes. and yes. I don't want to go, I do, do not want to go to where I have to have an intercooler. But at my altitude, would one of those bring you back to about where you might be at sea level?
5: Yes.
3: Yes, they work great. The intercoolers, of course, help immensely because of the cool air charge now that you're getting out of the intercooler. But no, you, they, there's a ton of upgrades on on that turbo, as you know. And I would not do just one half of the wheel; do the whole thing. Right.
10: Yeah. Okay. And what about that pedestal? They everybody talks about replacing mm-hmm. that uh, with just a solid one.
3: Yes, works well. You know, also, that's the
10: one that helps it warm up.
3: Yes, and then exhaust on that's also a biggie if you haven't done anything exhaust wise. It actually adds quite a bit of
10: I I've power got a too. three inch exhaust on it now and Perfect. I've got the round pipe. Perfect. But, uh, yes, that
3: helps too. Yeah. Oh. And intake, difference. you know, the other thing is nice, you know, good cold air intake on those help also, Buck.
10: I I have a K and N.
3: Perfect. Good. Perfect. Yep. No, and they I, work I've great. I've
10: also got a slight I've got a slight chip in it. Uh, the original computer went out of it and they don't didn't make 95s anymore so it's got a 96 and the 96 was a little better than the 95 and so I had I've got a power programmer on it I don't have it cranked clear up because I don't like black smoke
3: right right uh, and just wasting these money these
10: guys that these guys that burn cold I think are idiots I uh, do
3: too they're just wasting money uh, yeah like and and by the way, no, no, I, I, let me add to that real quick, Buck. That's a great comment. And, you know, not only are they wasting their own money, but they're really making the rest of the automotive enthusiast world look dumb. They, they are not helping any of us in our cause And some of what we're even talking about today in regards to, you know, electric vehicles versus gas vehicles versus diesel vehicles and so on. All those knuckleheads running around doing that, Buck, are actually, you know, they're like the protesters that went into the Capitol. They're making it harder for the rest of us. They're not helping us.
10: Right. Yeah. I would wholeheartedly they're idiots. agree with They're idiots.
3: They're utter morons, and they're actually ruining the reputation of those of us in the industry that really want to do this thing right and keep doing what we love doing, which is you know drive the vehicles we want to drive and love to drive. These guys are not helping us. They're morons. Yeah.
10: Uh, well, that uh, motor at 180000 and I've taken very good care of it. I've taken very good care of the, the whole pickup. Uh putting that additional turbo on it shouldn't shorten the life no. of it that much, providing I keep the exhaust temperature down, right?
3: Still a half a million mile vehicle, yep. engine-wise.
10: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Easy. I figure I'm, uh, I'm getting a little long in the tooth. I think my grandkids will be driving it.
5: That's <laughs> all right. Nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with that. Well, there's a big demand yeah, for that. That's them. right. Both no,
3: here. keep that one. Keep yeah. it going. That, no, as, as Ken said, yeah, no, there's a big demand for that, so keep driving that car. That's a great vehicle. Truck, I, I, I should really say.
10: So, okay, well, I will let you go. Enjoy your Buck, programs, thanks as always. Thank you, sir. And take care. You do the so, same.
3: appreciate it need. very much. Thanks. I, I do appreciate that. Warren and Cheyenne hang tight, Spartacus as well. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere, guys. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
11: Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As we roll into the snowiest months of the year, it is important to understand the Colorado Department of Transportation's winter driving requirements and restrictions. According to CDOT, drivers should expect every time they see a chain law required for truckers, that the traction law will also be required for passenger vehicles. Under Colorado's traction law, motorists have to have either snow tires, those being tires with the mud or snow designation, or a four-wheel drive vehicle. Tires must also have a minimum of one-eighth of an inch of tread depth. Additionally, the passenger vehicle chain law requires every vehicle on the road when the chain law is in effect to have chains or an alternate traction device. Already this winter, the Colorado State Patrol has been proactively checking for proper equipment during winter driving conditions. When either of these laws are in effect, motorists may be fined more than $130 for not having proper equipment or more than $650 if they block the roadway. So, if you dare to head out to brave the I-70 parking lot, make sure your vehicle is properly equipped and save yourself the cost and the embarrassment of a ticket for blocking the roadway. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week.
12: Call Novus Autoglass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Autoglass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long. But you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair.
1: Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live, you'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewenberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect.
2: Barber's Foods has been feeding Colorado families the highest quality protein since 1949. For over 50 years, the Barber's family raised the last of Colorado-grown turkeys on a turkey farm in Broomfield. And today, the Barber's family distributes high-quality, natural, local, and organic proteins from animals raised on family farms. They personally know all their producers, so whether you're buying beef, bison, pork, or poultry, they know where it's coming from and the family who raises the animals with care and respect. Place your order now at BarbersFoods.com or call 303-466-7338. Pick up your order at the Denver Warehouse located at I-70 and Brighton Boulevard near the National Western Center. Or for those in the Denver metro area, Barber's Foods will deliver direct. Colorado Source Bison, Organic Grass-Fed Beef, USDA Prime Beef, Pure Bread Wagyu. Slow-raised non-GMO Duroc pork, free-range chicken, non-GMO turkeys, and more. Barbers Foods. 100% Colorado native, owned and operated. BarbersFoods.com.
3: All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Toon Tech Automotive over in Aurora. Warren and Cheyenne joining us now. Warren, how are you, sir? what are you doing you little knucklehead we're okay where you been <laughs> low cognito ah, okay you working or just hanging out or what
6: no but i wasn't happy over this three ring circus that's all i'm gonna say on no, the phone. there
3: was there was that for sure
6: well i got my vaccine shot did you I didn't
3: grow a horns. Still alive?
6: <laughs> yeah, I'm still oh,
3: kicking. Oh. You know the old man. Did you do the double one or the single one?
6: Well, they did the double. Okay. I, and I, I don't. It shows you how much VA.
3: I know about them. I, are they all? I, are they all double or is there a single one? No, I don't know.
6: Probably not. But the VA up here takes care of uh, older vets pretty well. Good. That's good. Good for you. That's all I'm going to say on that. Trucks are doing exceptionally well. The weld truck, 32 years old, that thing's like new. It's awesome. And new paint, little trucks, 20 years old, and it looks like new and drives like new. It's
3: awesome. Nothing wrong so with that. Really so what's that the oil industry design. like, Warren, right now? What's the insight there? It's
6: John, I could be as busy as I want. Okay. This COVID has not affected this industry at all. There's always something that has to be repaired.
3: True. What are the what are the, big, what are the big What are the internal guys saying as far as uh, you know future prices, all that kind of stuff, or are they?
6: You know, some things in material like steel will go up to some degree. What you have to do, you're just going to pass it on. Now, right. they can either afford it or they can say no. Right. But most are just repairs. It's not new.
3: Mm. Okay.
6: This is on engines, uh, bell housings, whatever. Okay. I mean, these things can be repaired. Sure. You don't always have to order them new. Good point. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it's. I think the politicians forget that.
6: Well, I'm not going to go into that. You do a wonderful job on that. Well, thank anyway.
3: you, thank you.
6: I always enjoy your comments.
3: Well, enjoy you listening. I appreciate it, Warren.
6: Really, there's really nothing wrong with them.
3: Well, thank you.
6: And I took on a few projects this winter, but I try to take the winter off.
3: Nothing wrong with that.
6: No, you get a little bit older, you get a little bit smarter. Hopefully, That's right, <laughs> nothing
3: wrong with that. It's good for you.
6: Warm weather's a little that's, easier to deal
3: that's with. That's right. Stuff
5: and, yeah.
6: It's just been a while
3: since I talked. Well, I'm glad them. you called, Warren. I was Say thinking about hello. you. I'm glad you called. All right, buddy. All right, man. Thank Stay me. in touch, Warren. Love you. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Spartacus down in the Springs. What's going on?
13: Good morning, Captain Viper. I was thinking about you three days ago. I was behind an all-black Viper with a rear push-down wing and at the very, very bottom of the tail end of the car, five-inch letters said student driver. Had to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know pretty what? good. That, yeah. that guy's guy thinking people will pay attention more to his car, maybe not Dana's much. Probably.
3: That's good. That's good.
13: Hey, On, on the subject of these batteries, uh, most people don't know. I was talking about this last night with a friend that's uh, one of the chief head at the Air Force Academy. Most people don't know. If you were to guess how much material you think has to be mined for one battery a lot Two hundred and thirty-five thousand pounds all taken with heavy equipment we don't have any rare earth mines anymore we had one in california a company called molycore based in denver they went down the tubes epa basically basically shut them down china now owns it and china mm-hmm. has taken several hundred thousand other people over to africa done infrastructure projects mm-hmm. roads and such to control every rare earth metal yep. mine over there it's a fact and um, on a little bit different topic, a lot of kids these days, and I, I say kids since I'm your age, between like 20 and 40, they have this little misconstrued idea dating back 24 years ago that when the roads are slick, you pump the brakes. You do not do that. Not anymore. Yes. Right. And the other thing, you know, get the word out to your listeners and they can pass it on to maybe the younger folks. But it's really a great, great idea to test the braking action before careening into the rear. Of some other car. (laughs) And just steady steady pressure on the pedal. If you hear it pulsating, that's what it's designed to do, as you know, to maintain traction and friction. Exactly. But there's just a a lot of that weird stuff floating around. And I've tried to teach my daughter some of those things to be situationally aware. Of the six cars around you, for instance, think of the stupidest thing they can do, and you usually won't be disappointed. And you already already have a plan of action. Things go much, much, much better.
3: Uh, I cannot uh,
5: always look for a way out. Yeah, everything you, know, you just or, said and, yeah. and again, it goes back Anticipate. to the
3: on the um, real quick to, your comment on you know just China and rare earth metals and so on. I, I I still I mean I know why, but I can't figure out why we would be dumb enough to put all of our eggs in one basket, which is literally what you're doing in that in that end of things. I don't make it doesn't make sense to me. It's,
13: it's ludicrous, dangerous, and actually a national security threat.
3: I agree. Mm-hmm. I I, re- I fully agree. It's high time somebody started saying it that way. Um, yep. us, us, you know, General Motors, you know, getting a push to go all electric. I mean, I, no offense. These guys at the top of the food chain. there are dumb as rocks.
13: Yeah. And as you noted, and most people don't, it takes a tremendous amount of infrastructure to charge up 10, 20, 30 million electric vehicles. Oh, yes. So almost all of which is going to be produced by fossil fuels. Right. But there is an idea among the younger crowd that if you plug it into the wall, you get to drive for
5: free. And we that's <laughs> not possible.
3: Yeah, they think just magically that electricity pops out of the wall. You know, the average person, literally the average person, not male, female, young, old, but just the average person has no clue where that electricity comes from and how it's generated.
13: All right. I was pulling kind of a fun one. I don't know if we talked about this, but I had the 740i. And it's a slight slope downward in the driveway. It was pointing south while I was doing some other projects. And a kid walks by mid-20s. And he sees uh, the solar panel up on the dash. And he says, That's cool. I said, Yeah, it's the world's first totally solar powered 740i. So you don't even have to plug it in. <laughs> you get to drive all around the country. That's hilarious. He goes, wow, is that cool? Can I get one? I said, Well, I can get the solar panel. <laughs>
3: That's hilarious. I, you know, I, and we laugh, yet. The that, thought process. Yeah, 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 that's that's the yeah. sad part of all of this, right. is we exactly. literally right. have people that don't have enough common sense to know what you just said. You were just being funny.
13: Yeah. I did disclose to them. I said, I'm just joshing you. It's just a battery tender solar panel." <laughs> the,
3: the thing, again, the sad part is, we, you know, we now have to explain things like that because the average person, because of our you know literally the way we're teaching people and so on we, there's no understanding of how major infrastructure in this country works none none no. zilch but they they open the measure, water measure. they think the water just pours out of the faucet they you know they go plug in a hairdryer. they think it magically fires up and you know dries their hair you know you know they yeah. they uh, you know they go to turn the furnace on and the natural gas is there it fires up the furnace i mean none of these people have any clue where all that
5: comes from and how it gets there how it gets that, delivered even well, well meat comes from the grocery store you know? Yeah, yeah, no cow had I to mean, give its yeah, life. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it didn't take ranch to land to produce that.
13: Back to your premise on common sense. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw you at the funeral for common sense in 1991. <laughs> yeah,
3: you? common sense has left the building, unfortunately. It, it's no longer it's no longer a reality. And again, I, I say that with, you know, really sadness, because we're, we've entered into an age whereby, you know, it used to be back in the day, even in the automotive world, it used to be back in the day everybody questioned, what somebody was doing and why. What are the motives, why are we doing this, what's in it for us, You know, how, how is this gonna work out, and so on. We now have entered into an age where you tell me to wear a mask, I'm putting it on. We, we don't even question whether it. it's right or not, we just do it. I mean, w- have we lost yeah. our ever-loving minds? And college is
13: supposed to be the place where kids are taught to learn how to learn. And instead, they're being indoctrinated with critical race theory, cancel culture, <clears throat> snowflake culture. It's mind-boggling to me and I don't think it's gonna change
3: we well, and you know, and, it, and this and it, is a car yeah. show. So, you know we shift that back around to the car side, we're now being indoctrinated to say that you know, by twenty thirty-five, General Motors wants to be all electric. California wants to be all electric. Colorado wants to be all electric. I mean, the reality, guys, is we're indoctrinating the same thing even on the auto side, and we're and we're creating, in my opinion, a huge problem down the road that really nobody's thinking about.
13: Yeah, and you had a really good guest on last week talking about forest management and keeping utilities going, and that was my dad's day. He was uh, doing consulting work. With PG&E hmm. and SoCal Electric, he would roll over in his grave. If he saw what was going on right now, the government determined that, like PG&E, they couldn't cut down and get rid of this dry brush underneath high right. voltage lines. Right. So as you know, when the wind blows 60 gust 80, right. you're going to have some fires. Right. So their solution is shut down the power for hundreds of thousands of people, right. day after day.
3: Rather than just clean up around them.
13: <laughs> I think your guest also said, you never see these runaway forest fires on privately— Managed forests. No. Forest you Cascade has all, all over. That's because they're smart and they manage them.
3: That's right. Which we're Thanks. not doing. Enjoy your show. Thanks. No, yeah. I, Spartacus, I appreciate it. And yeah, guys, I said that a moment ago, not to get political, but really, we, we've entered an age where we've lost common sense. General Motors can come out and talk about electric vehicles in 2035. Nobody in the press is going to challenge that statement and say, is that even a reality? How are, How is the public going to accept that? Is that the right marketing? You know, is that, that the right direction, Mary, to even take the company? I mean, nobody's questioning any of that. It's just a, oh, okay, great. Hallelujah. We, we, we literally, as a... As a country and a world, we've lost our, our ever-loving mind. We're really going to put the, the, the infrastructure and the future of our country in the hands of the ChaiComs by going all electric. That's essentially what you're saying, because they own all the rare earth metal. So, literally, you're saying we're going to put all of our transportation needs in the future on the backs of China. Well, that's just what I want to do.
8: <laughs> yeah.
3: Coming from folks that can't even really build, in my opinion, any type of a highly efficient vehicle in the first place. The reason there's no Chinese-made vehicles in the United States of America is they won't pass muster here.
5: Yeah.
3: Yet we're going to put on their backs electric vehicle future of America? We, we are stupid. Literally, we are stupid. Huh. And by the, by, the partly what I want to do on this program is educate all of you into pushing back against some of that. And I realize a lot of you drive older vehicles, and that's great, but we, we still got to be pushing back against these things, or they're going to come. If we don't push back and say, no, Mary— we don't, we don't want to see GM with vehicles that are all electric in 2035. Right. We think that's a dumb move. And stockholders and so on, if some of you out there listening have GM shares, you should be voicing your opinion as a shareholder And no, Mary, this is dumb. This is not the direction I want to see the company head. Until these companies get pushback from those of you as stockholders, it's not going to change. Just just not, folks. Right. right, we'll come back. Uh, more to come. Uh, Give us a call. Lines are open. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
14: Going into the showroom at Purifoy Chevrolet, one of the things that struck me is that the people that work there, they're just regular people. You talk to the guy that's helping you, and you get the sense of, this is just another person. He wants to help me. He wants to make sure that I get the right car. He's asking the right questions, but without being pushy. I just get a sense that he's really invested in what I need to find for my my family and for me.
12: Rolly Purifoy is not somebody who would ever brag about himself, but he has an incredible history with Chevrolet, and that's why he cares about those vehicles so much he's actually been a test driver for some of the models and he's even had some input in the design if you just ask roley some questions about his history he has the most fascinating stories he's one of those owners who will just chat with you like an ordinary person he's just one of those people you really need to meet i would highly recommend pure chevrolet they're a really remarkable group of people Hi, I'm Rolly Pierfoy. We're just up the road in Fort Loveton and on the web at PurifoyChevrolet.com. Find new roads.
0: Most oil changes are the same.
3: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it very much. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive in Aurora. Sean in Castle Rock is next. Sean, welcome.
14: Hey, thanks, John. Uh, great talking to you. I love your show. You've been so helpful to me over the years with all kinds of good information. Thank you. This, this is my simple comment, Is and we don't hear about this in the news, of course, is that there's two key components to electrical delivery to the point of use. One, of course, is generation, and the other is transmission. Right. The transmission grid in this country is in horrible shape. Yes, it is. And if you combine the trans, the, the loss in uh, in power when you move electricity from A to B hundreds and hundreds of miles, you have enormous loss in that energy. That's right. If you add all of that up, I don't see where the zero carbon footprint thing even comes close it's a pipe dream uh, we'd have to move everything to nuclear and uh rebuild the transmission infrastructure it's it's just absolutely insane what they're talking about
3: yeah it, to, to anybody that's in the industry that i've ever talked to yourself included sean yeah, i've never heard anybody disagree with those statements in what you just said it's just it, it, it's just Honestly, Sean, this comes down to math. It's, it's mathematics. You know, how far will that electricity yep. get pushed before yeah, it has to be regenerated? It's, it's and on and on we go. It's, it's just simple math. Yeah,
14: yeah. yeah it truly is. Uh, it's stunning to me the ignorance of uh, either either they're you know willfully ignorant or. Or they're just being plain deceptive and trying to mislead the public into this or both this fiasco.
3: Yeah, it goes back to what I yeah, said earlier both. about the you know, the facts you know, versus beliefs. And I think this is one of those examples, Sean. Some of these you know, tree hugger green earther types can get into a belief so badly that they believe everything they're seeing is so true that even when you present them with the facts of what you just said, for example, the facts get ignored because their belief overrides it.
14: Yeah. Yeah, that's the sad fact. I mean, there's when you, which great points you made earlier about the carbon impact of actually producing this electric uh, electric vehicle, let alone the rare earth uh, materials. Right, and then you add to that the cost, the carbon footprint, if you will, of generating the electricity, and then the loss you have in transmission. I mean, there's no way the math
3: can possibly work no, out. No, no, and you you look at how many vehicles are on the road today across the country, and then and then add all of that into the electric grid, Sean. You you, we would need literally. Well, I just did the math on my own Chevy Bolt. I told everybody what that was. So my Chevy Bolt, I drive about fifteen thousand miles a year with that vehicle, and I use enough energy in a month on my car where it's almost it's about two thirds, seventy five percent, roughly three quarters to two thirds of what a regular average household in America uses in kilowatt hours. So that's me with one vehicle, Sean. So now let's take families that have a couple of cars or even the kids driving and start adding all of that into the mix. Y- to your point, we, it, it's it, it's impossible. It's not going to happen.
14: Uh, you know, another thought just occurred to me, Rush, and that is the uh, United States security point of view. If you, you know, theoretically you have... 80% of all vehicles on the road running electric, right, and they're getting that power from a single generation source. Well, you got a single source of failure yep. to bring the whole country to a freaking stop.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes,
14: You know, exactly. If, if you're able to, to shut down that power plant.
3: <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just looked it up because yeah. I, had, I hadn't done this for a while, Sean, so while you are talking, I just looked it up, and I knew the number was high. I just didn't realize it's this high. I should have. So the... Average amount of vehicles in the U.S. registered, doesn't count the cars that are out there that aren't even registered, but the registered vehicles in 2018 was around 274 million vehicles in the U.S. We're going to turn all those to electric and support that through a grid that we currently have? Not happening, guys. Wow. Not happening. Man, you're talking
14: major security risk to the United yep. States. Yeah, and, and,
3: and to your point earlier, Sean, either these people are willfully ignorant, in what we're talking about, or they're just, or they're just deciding to deceive the American public and don't care. One of the two. Yeah,
14: yeah. Well, once again, Rush, great show. Thank I you love listening to you every Saturday.
3: Appreciate it, sir. I do very much. Thank you so much. And guys, I'm not again. I'm not trying to make this. These are simple facts. I'm not trying to be political on the electric car thing whatsoever. I'm just simply telling you that we physically in this country, infrastructure wise, do not have the ability to even convert over a third of our fleet to electric. Right. A third. And yet we've got states like California and Colorado, really, that are pushing towards a mandate where that's all that will be sold in the not-too-distant future. General Motors wants to go all electric with all of the vehicles they produce in the not-too-distant future. With 274 million vehicles in the country, and some knucklehead out there wants to see us electrify all of that? It's not physically possible, folks. Hmm. We, we don't have enough infrastructure in the world to meet that demand. Not not just here in the U.S. We don't, we don't have it around the planet to meet that 274 million vehicles. Yeah. Well, we, again, these people that are putting these mandates in, and even the Mar- Mary Barras of the world at GM, are foolish at best in thinking this is even a possibility. I don't know how much money we'd even have to throw at this, the trillions of dollars we'd have to throw into infrastructure to even make this work. And by the way, that has its own cost. I mean, we've got a, a pipeline that was going to take oil from Canada all the way down to, to Texas, Oklahoma, Texas. And that got shut down over, you know, what we think is a war on energy, basically. And it is. And the Greenies will tell you that, oh, well, you know, that, that just needs to shut down. We don't need any more oil. You know, we, it, It's it, you know the carbon footprint and, and the you know the CO2 and blah, 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 blah. The reality is that pipeline actually saves all of that because by the time it's all said and done, there's no more train cars running oil. Right. Which there is at the moment.
5: Yeah. And, and a lot safer. And a lot safer. Yeah. So it's just stupid. Well, and so... So, a single pipeline does all that for that. So, if you had to triple, and that's being probably really my, mi- you know, mild estimate on electricity to power all these electric vehicles, all these power lines you see, we'd have to get triple those. Yeah, think well, of it that way. As, as yes. a minimum, yes, uh, you know. I yeah, mean, so, so think about the infrastructure. Two cars.
3: So yeah, everybody talking about you know the, the pipeline and what it destroys and the land and this that and the other and the wild. I mean, these are all the arguments you hear from the other side when it comes to putting pipelines and infrastructure and things like that. In so, how do you plan on delivering electricity to right. do what they want to do?
5: Well, and that's just the that's just the transmission. Like he was talking about. What about the power plant itself? Correct. Where you, how do you triple, build that? Triple that?
3: And where does that come from?
5: Uh, you, yeah, right.
3: And by and the way, you can't. I've, I've done like the math this. during the week. I've had experts on even talking about this. There's not physically enough land mass in the United States of America because it has to be the right land mass to even do wind and solar. We don't have enough land mass to even make that work.
5: Right.
3: Yeah. Folks, I just gave you the math on my car. Roughly two-thirds of what the average household uses in electricity in a month, I use to power one car. One. We're going to now take 275 million of those and add them to the grid.
5: Yeah. That's why I said I was being conservative with, you know. That's like adding. Triple. That's like
3: adding 275. This is the way to look at it. And anybody out there that's listening that that wants to have an argument around the water cooler, that would be like literally adding 273 million households on the electric grid. Think of it that way. Yeah. Now, I know it's not exact one for one. Sure.
5: Yeah, exactly. I'm not far
3: off. Well, let's just be conservative. It's 200 million. Okay, let's just say You're it's right. like adding yeah. 200 million households onto the grid across the country. Do we have the infrastructure to do that? The answer is no. We don't.
5: One, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, there's so many questions right there because are these, you know, you have three cars that are driven on a daily basis, say. You know, three cars. You charge those up at night. Well, I mean, your, your power consumption, you've got to get a bigger service into your house. you got to do, I mean, all that. It's uh, there's And just, if, if for those of you that stops. may be
3: wondering, well, you know, maybe you're somebody out there that's on the other side and you're wondering, well, you know, how do I come up with these numbers and so on? I literally have an app that through my charging station tells me how much, you know, what my charging activity actually is. OK, it's, okay it's, sure. it's really not that complicated. It, sure. it literally tells me how much energy I use. So I'm not done with January. And by the way, I've had a press car that I've driven for the last two weeks. So I have not driven my vehicle much in the last two weeks. And in January, I've already used 327 kilowatt hours. Yeah. I looked up and I think the average home uses about 650. OK, that's where I get those numbers from. Folks. So that's
5: half and you have only driven it half the month. Correct. So, yeah.
3: We'll come back. Another another hour coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Ken Rackley, TuneTech Tech Automotive. This is Drive Radio. Any comments, questions for us, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Again, folks, not trying to be political. We're just, these are the facts. This is how electric cars work. Here's the energy they use. We're laying it out there, which I feel like we can do because we have firsthand knowledge where a lot of folks don't. We'll be back, though. Don't go anywhere. Hour 3 is next. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
7: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com.